0: Hello and welcome to episode sixteen of Owen the Saints, a special extra episode after Everton played Southampton on Thursday night, a one-all draw at Goodison Park. With me is Jack Serlis, my co-host. Jack, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Pat. Really enjoyed that game. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, we just thought we'd jump on and have a quick conversation about about the match. Um, we'll be chatting again after the Manchester United game. On Monday night so instead of publishing on Monday morning our next podcast will be out on Tuesday morning so keep an eye out for that Um, but we wanted to make sure that this game didn't get lost uh, amongst the United chat next week so I actually didn't watch the game but Jack you did so I wanted to ask you first of all the reaction on Twitter seemed to be uh, a game of two halves really we played exceptionally well in the first half and then Everton came back into it in the second half is that that a fair reflection of, of how the game went?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, The first half, I was tweeting about it. The football that we were playing in the first half was honestly unbelievable. Every single pass had purpose. Every pass was meant. It was quick. It was defeat. Um, When the ball went into Armstrong and Redmond, they were always on the half turn. They were going at Everton's defence straight away and they just couldn't deal with us. We were too quick for them. Everything was just so positive. Um, And yeah, we should have been two or three goals up. Obviously, Warprows missed that penalty and Ings hit the crossbar. We should have had the game sewn up by half-time. Unfortunately, they they got the goal on the stroke of half-time, which was disappointing defending. But um, overall, we're in a position now where we can enjoy our football. We are not don't have the threat of relegation. Um, but overall, I think that first half was one of the best halves of football I've seen um, Hassan side play.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was getting tons of praise. Um, I was following the game on Twitter. Unfortunately, I was working, so I wasn't able to watch. Um, but it sounded like we were all over them. Should have been three or four goals up. Um, I've seen the highlights since. I thought the penalty was a little bit soft. Um, Will was going down. I think it was under the challenge of Andre Gomez. Mm-hmm. And we spoke to the All Together Now Everton podcast before the game and um, and Tony, uh, the Everton fan, made the point that midfield was their weakness and in particular kind of picked out Tom Davies and, and Andre Gomez. Um, Gomez was obviously substituted, gave away the penalty. Um, and I think that's where, through midfield, it sounds like where a lot of our joy was coming from.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Romeo deserves a lot of credit since he's come into the team replacing Hoiberg. I think he adds a lot of balance to the team and he seems to be working really well alongside ward in there. But, um, yeah, we, we dominated their midfield too in the first half. They changed their formation a bit in the second half. But in that first half, we had the disallowed goal from from Armstrong, which came from great play from Ings. McCarthy did make a brilliant save off of Wobie about 20 minutes in. But um, we, we did boss them. And I think, as you said, that was their weak point. Tony mentioned it in midfield. And we did um, target that, I think, as a point to dominate the possession. I think... Overall, I've got the possession stat in front of me. We had 61% possession. Mm-hmm. For an away side at Goodison Park, is pretty outstanding. And, I mean, the first half possession was probably way more than second half. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant performance. And things, his goal on half hour, deserved 19th of the season. That man. Is like Messi in
0: our team. <laughs> well, everybody knows our record at Goodison Park, not one in the league since 1997. That continues. But I get the sense that we can take a lot of positives from this game. Um, again, like you mentioned there, Ings' 19th goal of the season. A lovely, lovely finish. A um, bit of a shank from Armstrong. But then the presence of mind from Ings to kind of take it round Pickford with that, that touch with the right foot um, and then into an empty net. It just shows you, I think, the confidence that he's feeling at the moment. Um, that just to to be able to pull something off, it was quite a unique goal. You don't you don't see that very often, do?
1: No, I mean when when Armstrong got the ball and he had that had that shot, I initially thought it was a clever pass. I thought he had picked <laughs> him out, but seeing it on the replay, he did shank it. But like you said, the awareness and the presence of mind to take it round Pickford as the ball's behind him, he can't even see it, and to mm-hmm. flick it with his right foot around him and bury it, um, yeah, it was amazing. But I, I think the main thing with Ings at the moment is just it looks like he's enjoying his football so much. He when he misses chances, he doesn't get his head down. He's got a smile on his face. He's like, he knows he's going to get another one. Mm-hmm. So he, he had that chance with Ward Prowse, whipped the ball in, and he got a near post uh, flick from a corner, hit the crossbar. Other players might be a bit gutted that it didn't go in. He just walks away smiling. Like, he, he knows he's in the best form of his life, and he knows he's getting chances in this team. And I think it just shows he's enjoying his football at Southampton at the moment.
0: Yeah, and then I think before we started recording, you mentioned on the penalty, um, Ralph saying uh, that he doesn't like it when the person that wins the penalty takes the penalty, which seems a little bit of an unusual statement to make from the manager. I don't see how that impacts it too much, but obviously that's his feeling and, and Prowsey uh, hit the crossbar, he struck the ball well, just a little bit too high, um, pinged off the crossbar and over. Um, we did score a minute later, so it kind of felt like we got away with it a little bit, but that that really two 0 It should have been two 0 at half time, I think, um, at least um, based on our dominance. And instead, it was only one. And then I don't know who to, I don't know who to criticise for the goal. It was poor from Southampton's point of view. Um, a good ball from from the left back uh, from from Dean uh, Everton's the left back, but then it was kind of just straight through the middle down to Richarlison, who then lofts it over McCarthy. Bertrand was high up on the left-hand side. Stevens was pulled across to the right. And then Bednarak was kind of in no man's land. Mm. And from from your point of view, watching the game, who do you think was most at fault? Or is it just a kind of collective defensive failure from Southampton on that goal? Uh,
1: When I initially saw it, I thought it was Bertrand that was um, in a poor position. And I think he let Richardson get in between him and Bednarak. I saw Adam Blackmore on Twitter called out Bednarak for the goal and he said that he was caught out for it. But personally, I think Bertrand got caught too far up the pitch. Bednarak had to get pulled across, by, I think, Calvert-Lewin and there was the gap in between the left-back and the left centre-half. And that was, uh, I'd probably say, Bertrand's fault. But I think with Ryan Bertrand, he's come back into the team. I don't think, you know, Ralph played him too much when he first joined the club. Um, but he's such an important player of Southampton because he adds that balance on the left-hand side. He is 30 now; he's coming towards the end of his career, and I think that does sometimes tell in games, and especially when you compare him to Carl Walker Peters, which I think we'll come on to in a minute. He's 23, got full of energy, up and down the pitch. Sometimes you do see Bertrand, you know, struggling a little bit a to bit a little bit to um, to link up with Redmond down the left and then track back. So. As much as he's such an important player for us, I think sometimes you do see his fitness level struggle when compared to other players.
0: Yeah, um, and obviously we put in so much effort um, in the Man City game to to win that incredible performance, incredible result. Do you think it started to show in the second half a little bit? Obviously, we've been so good in that first half. I think Ancelotti changed the tactics a little bit, and they went three at the back, um, and that gave them a little bit of a firmer foothold in the game but did we did we tire do you think that Sunday's Sunday night's game started to show on some of the players
1: I think we did but I think the main the main change in the game was Ancelotti switching to a back three and that just made them much more solid and hard to break down and they started to get on the ball a lot more I think that was the big difference they were inevitably going to have a spell in the game you don't play 90 minutes away from home and dominate it there is going to be times where you're going to drop back and they're going to come on to you. And that did happen. I think we did weather that quite well. In the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, it was only really us putting any real pressure on. So um, whilst they did come back into it, I think we did you know, dominate it. I think it would have been brilliant to have someone like Gianepo to bring on for those last 15, 20 minutes. If we had him or Buffal, that would have stretched the game even more. It was a shame that We didn't have those legs to bring on. We brought on Smallbone in the last couple of minutes. We brought on Hoiberg, but to have someone with genuine pace onto the pitch would have been a big, big asset. So, you know, it's a shame we didn't have that option, but overall I think, you know, first half was amazing. Second half, the levels dropped off understandably because we put in some shift on Sunday.
0: Yeah. I think it, it seems like we went all out in that first half to try and kind of maximum energy, maximum intensity, um, and Ralph's quote saying that we we should have killed the game in that first half. We should have yeah. gone in time two or three nil up, and then we, then we would have been able to in the second half not hold on, but but at least we'd have a little bit of a cushion there, and we'd be able to manage the game. And unfortunately, um, that, the the defending let us down a little bit. I mean, we conceded about twenty six chances. I think yeah, had twenty six shots. Man City on Sunday mm-hmm. didn't score, and then it sounds like Everton had a handful. If that, um, and managed managed to put one away. Um, so I just wanted to mention Ings as well, because again, he scored, you mentioned his 19th of the season, keeps him in, in touching distance. Uh, Jamie Vardy's gone on a bit of a run himself, so he's up to 22 now. Um, I think Abamyang is on 20. And then Ings on, on 19, tied with, with Salah, who scored against Brighton the other day. Um, you've already said that he looks absolutely full of confidence. Um, he will be... Uh, Eyeing that, I think those, those, well, he'll feel like he's going to score against United, and that's our next mm. game. But those last three games, he'll see goals there, I think. Um, and he may be three behind Vardy at the moment, but that's not insurmountable. Um, and he's definitely going for that golden boot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw a stat after the game from Opta saying that 44% of our goals this season have come from Danny Ings, and that's the largest share <laughs> of team goals for any player this season. And it's unsurprising because we have obviously got a really balanced team and good players all over the pitch, but everything good comes through him. His, you know, He keeps the ball so well. His work rate is unbelievable. His link-up play, brilliant crosser. We saw that for Armstrong's disallowed goal. He picked out Shea Adams perfectly. In the first half, he took the ball down from an Armstrong chip and laid it back perfectly to James Ward-Prowse. He seems like everything you want in a striker, work rate, finisher, hold-up, link-up, he's got and Mm -hmm. yeah I mean he's so important to us we've already mentioned his goal that awareness but he's so important to us from a goal scoring point of view but also just a general link up point of view Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and I just love seeing him score in a Saints shirt
0: (laughs) Well I think it's fair to say that if you had said four points from Man City and Everton um, before the Man City game you would have just Snapped your hand off for that That's mm. a, some return I mean We've been excellent Since coming back da- Coming back from from, um, from lockdown And again It sounds like It was another Excellent performance Something to build on We mm. go to Old Trafford Next on On Monday um, Well actually Before we get to that You did want to mention Walker Peters You think he had Another good game and, and, and again Making the case For potentially Let's try and sign him Permanently in the summer
1: Yeah I mean I think Ings got man In the match But he was a close Second for me I thought he was brilliant on that right-hand side. He had a good battle against Anthony Gordon, um, who was a very decent player. Tony from the All Together Now Everton podcast picked him out mm-hmm. as one to watch, and I think we did see that he's, you know, he's both-footed and he was attacking and he was aggressive on the ball. So he looks definitely one for the future. But Walker Peters, I think he is taking his claim to be a Saints player next season. Um, everyone knows he he's quite small he's limited in that department but I think he uses his body so well he draws a lot of fouls and he does it he does this one one action where if he's got his back to if he's facing his own goalkeeper if he's facing McCarthy he would do like a fake shot use his body and then go back the other way and he seems so comfortable on the ball comfortable passing it back passing it out uh, um, I think he's got so much to his game going forward as well I think that might be one area that he could potentially improve on because he got into a couple of opportunities on that right hand side to pick someone out and he didn't Um, so that might be one part of his game if he could add that final ball that would make him even better but certainly I think he's a massive massive improvement to what we've had at that right back position recently
0: yeah um well i think it's a measure of how well we've been playing that we've just basically gone to goodison park where we almost never play well um and with a dominant team um and we are it seems like we're all disappointed not to get three points mm. um which is a measure i think of how far we've come you've only got to think back to the reverse fixture in november and it was an absolutely dreadful game we lost 2-1 um but we were so much worse than that before than that result um it was uh yeah it was really really dire stuff so to put in a performance at Goodison Park now, just I think shows um, where the team's at, how confident they are. Um, we're up to forty-four points. Again, we're going to keep mentioning it every after every game, but fifty was our ambitious target. Um, I think wasn't it? Once we once mm. we kind of got ourselves safe, we're six points off that with four games to go. Uh, Manchester United up next. That Old Trafford, that will be tricky. They've just won. Um, again, tonight, 3-0 at Aston Villa. They are definitely playing, United are definitely playing their best football of the season. Um, Mason Greenwood looks like a hell of a player, scored again tonight. Pogba's playing well. Fernandez scored from the penalty spot. That's going to be a really, really tough game at Old Trafford. Um, but again, playing away from home like we are, I think we should go into that game um, confident. Playing, we, we just played Man City. We beat them 1-0. Um, there's no reason why we can't go to Old Trafford and get a result.
1: I think so. And just on a side note, we mentioned before the, before the season restarted again, Hassan Hüttel's new four-year deal and how that would impact the club um, for this restart. Obviously, no one knew how we were going to come back into it, whether the players are going to be fully up for it, they're going to be a little bit, you know, not up to 100%. We've seen, we've got 10 points from these first five games. It's been absolutely amazing. I think that four-year deal boosted the club massively. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see how energised the players are, how energised Ralph is in this team and how excited he sees, you know, where we can go. I think we add a few players into that team, shore up the defence, maybe bring in another midfielder. And I think we really, really can look at pushing into that top 10, top eight next season. But um, United will be a big test. As you said, they are looking quality at the moment. I was just watching that Villa game then and going forward, they look so, so good. And Mason Greenwood. Sometimes you see players that are one-footed and you know shift it onto their right foot, and you think they're going to scuff it. He is the most bow-footed player I've ever seen. He just shifted onto his right foot and hit it bottom corner. But yeah, it'll be a massive, massive test. Um, they are the
0: informed team in the league, um, I think, in terms of the way they're playing, and the, they've basically got everybody fit, and they've got uh, five players going forward with with Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, Pogba, and Fernandez that are as good as. Um, when they're on form, they're as good as any um, and they are on form at the moment. So it's going to be an absolutely massive test for, for whoever plays. Well, I think it'll be Romeo and Ward-Prowse and then and then our back four. Mm. Um, it's going to be a huge test for them. One thing I did want to ask actually, just before we finish, was, Hoiberg came on um, towards the end. Did he do anything of no? I mean, it was an interesting one, obviously, because he's been out injured and we've been playing well without him and he's, and he's leaving at the end of the season or, or, it looks 99% likely that he is leaving in the season how did he do when he came on he
1: didn't He didn't do anything exceptional he was standard Pierre-Emile Hoiberg he got the ball he shifted yep. it um, played to his strengths I think you know I, every time I see Hoiberg's name come up on Twitter there's always some Saints fans that you know give him some stick personally I think he's handled this situation quite well he, he's you know he made it clear that he wants to leave but he's going to give everything to Southampton and I think he's an important player for us and to come on in that kind of game where players were struggling you know, to play 100% for the full 90 minutes, he is a really important player and I think, yeah, he did okay. He did okay.
0: Yeah, I I only say that really because I think I I agree with you. You see on Twitter that uh, it's understandable that he's he's 99% leaving at the end of the season. Um, The last time we saw him play, he was awful against Arsenal Mm. and you kind of tempted to say, okay, he's He's um he's already he's already left, basically. He's got one foot out the door and he's already gone. Um we're not particularly strong in terms of strength and depth in midfield. Romeo and Ward-Prowse have done brilliantly. Mm. I think we're going I think Ralph is gonna need to to rotate a little bit when it comes to um Monday night. He named an unchanged team from the Man City game to face Everton. I don't think we'll be seeing an unchanged team again just because of the amount of um work that's gone in there. Um but we shall see, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there definitely will be some fresh faces in there. I think maybe he'll you'll switch up Ings and Adams and maybe play long up yeah. front or potentially over Fermi. But um, yeah, I think that central midfield position is one that we definitely need to recruit for.
0: I just think maybe Hojbeg will come back into the team against United, depending on how well R- R- Prowse and um, Romelu recover. Um, yeah So we shall see. All right. Well, thank you for joining me again today. Uh, Pleasure to speak to you. And another good point for Saints. So up to 44 for the season, four games to go. Let's try and uh, shoot for 50. But thank you for listening. Um, And we will catch up after the United game on Tuesday morning. Speak to them.
1: Speak to them, Pat. We march on.